Uh, welcome back to the Buckeye Boom Podcast. It's your boy Antonio. It's your guy CT. What's going on, man? How you doing? Ah, uh, man, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Can't complain. That's what's up. Wednesday, October twentieth. We're back. Uh, game week. Here we go. Uh, how you feeling about you know being able to have Buckeye football back again at night? At night. Yeah. We got two of them in a row. What's going on? I know. That's rare for us now. On the cash cow. That's what it is. Right. They want them ratings. Finally. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But hey, if I was them and I'm in TV, you've got to go to Ohio State in the night. Oh, yeah. Prime time game. I think with Minnesota, that's been our only primetime game. Oh, no. Yep. No, we played Akron at night, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot Bits in Network. <laughs> they did want a primetime one, didn't they? And that's the one they chose of all the ones they <laughs> could get. <laughs> Tough one. Tough one, but because wasn't Rutgers on? Big Ten was that, um, hmm. that ABC? You know, it was, it was Big Ten Network. It, it was, was Big Ten Network. They yeah, should at least thought that that would be better than that. Night. I don't right. know how that worked out. I mean, they both blowouts, but yeah. I mean, yeah. At least the Rutgers name is going to bring more fans back. Right. It's a Big Ten game. Yep. Yeah. So whatever, man. Let's jump right into it. Indiana preview. Um. Uh, we'll talk about predictions in a second, but I think right now, last time I checked, the spread is up to 19 and a half, 20. It's going back and forth yeah, between I, that 19 and a half, 20, 20 and a half range. Uh, so how you feeling, man, offensively going into it? Is this our first test of the season? No, I feel like we're starting to ask that question every single week now. It feels like but, it. <laughs> but is this our first test offensively against their defense and Tom Allen? Man, their defense is doing pretty – I think they're doing decently considering um, – they don't have much offense right now, but you know their defense is allowing about twenty-seven points a game and allowing about three hundred thirty-three yards a game. Um, I think their defense is just okay right now. It's not like how it's been in like how last year they were like this really, really, really good. But I know that they're missing their uh, big-time safety, so he might still be out this game too as well. So if he's out, it might be another. Um, it could be depending on how. CJ Stroud and the offensive line pick up those that crazy blitz scheme. If they were to able to pick those up, then it could be another, you know, blowout for Ohio State. I can agree with that. I mean, I think unfortunately I go back to last year and look at that. Tell it two halves, really, right? You was Dave schemed them up. I think it was like 35-3 at halftime. 35, something crazy. It was at halftime. And for some reason they did a few things and just confused Justin Fields enough to let them come back into the game. I right. don't think weather really mattered that game. He just started doing some things that weren't turning really over. I can, yeah, yeah. turning it over, things like that. Um, so if they could do things like that and confuse CJ Stroud, you know, we'll see what happens there. You know, Michigan State was the first time I've really watched the Indiana game like mm-hmm. exclusively and really seen they're very good against the run. I will say that. I think they're very suspect against the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if I'm Indiana, that worries me with the safety that you said is out. One right. of the top cornerbacks was out last week. I'm not oh, sure who's playing this week. But, you know, um, just looking at that, that that gets really interesting for them. Uh, when I look at our running game versus them, I, I told you, I thought we struggled a little bit, you know, opening lanes for, for Travion against, against Maryland. Yeah. In Maryland, yeah. So I'm just curious to see. You know what happens there? They have a really good linebacking core that hits hard. 
they're not the greatest in pass, you know, coverage, but they will lay the wood on somebody. So I think they it's gonna will. be a it's gonna be a good physical game for for Travion to get you know used to what to expect moving forward. Granted, he did get hit hard in the one game. <laughs> it was against Rutgers, and he didn't play yeah. the rest of it. So, but um, offensively, do I think they slow us down? Um, I think with it being on the road, um, it being a night game, I don't think we do much to try to um, put a lot on CJ mm-hmm. or Travion, to be honest, to start. So I think we actually start all kind of slow. Um, maybe a drive gets a field goal or maybe a drive to get deep and, and switch the, the field position type thing. The first couple of possessions, I think this is a weird – it's a weird game, man. It's a night game in the middle of the season at Indiana. Right, right. I, I agree with Ryan Day. I think the record is better than what it shows. Um, their losses are to Iowa, yeah. to Indiana, Michigan State. Penn State. And Penn State and Cincinnati. So, I mean, five of the top 11 teams is who they lost to. So I mean I don't know man it's it, I, I know what you're getting at I can tell but you because you you gave up 34 points to an Iowa team that has zero offense though how many turnovers did they have yeah, they had like five turnovers in that game though yeah yeah it's the same scenario that Iowa had against uh, Maryland. Maryland we'll talk about yeah. Iowa later on um, so I mean I think our offense starts out slow I do um, but who's to say that Brian Day hasn't been you know waiting for this game for a while. Exactly. I, I mean, he's been two know. weeks. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, he's really good out of bye weeks. Well, first of all, he's really good mm. at halftime adjustments alone. Yes. So that being said, who knows what he's coming to this game with? Um, so let's just start out right with it. Who's your offensive player of the game? Mm. For this one, it's gonna be CJ Stroud. He's gonna, I think he's gonna light him up this game. I think they're gonna be able to pick up the blitzes and then give uh time to Alave and Wilson to get open downfield and it's gonna put on a show. Okay. Uh, my dark horse this game is going to be Jeremy Rucker. Uh, again, okay, okay. I, 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 and again, I go back to that linebacking quarter. They're going to hit you, going to stick. But I think Ryan Day is like I need a security blanket. I, I need I need to get CJ going. Quick hitters right there in the middle. Quick hitters yeah. right there, man. I, I think it's going to be Jeremy Rucker. So uh, defensively, man, I don't know if Michael Penix plays. I don't know if he doesn't. First I off, don't... Jack Tuttle is not going to get it done. But Jack Tuttle will never get any slander from me because he's the reason why we went out and found Chris Olave. Right, right. Go watch Jack Tuttle throw, and we found Chris Olave. But that, that being guy? said, that being said, what is your perception if, if Penix plays, and what's your perception if it's Tuttle? Well, I I don't think Penix is going to play. Uh, Tom Allen said this week that they're going to play. Um, they're going to play their true freshman quarterback Donovan McCulley a lot. Like this game, I, I, I guess I guess he played uh, some in the last game too. Really? They, yeah, I didn't I, see I, much of that. Jay Book just tweeted it like an hour ago, and uh, from, from from Tom Allen. So Tom Allen said he's gonna um, play their true freshman a little, a little bit this game, get him some reps. So it's probably gonna be Jack Tuttle and Donovan McCauley playing at quarterback. And I don't, I, I, think, don't get- <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be a good day for the offense. Well, let's, let's look at the, let's look at Donovan McCulley here, right? Six five, six five, he can run, 200. He can run. He's a four star quarterback. Looks like he can up. run. <sighs> They've compared him to Joshua Dobbs. He's uh, a tall, tall kid, tall kid, tall kid. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, if looks could be deceiving, he's got some, the look of you know 
a guy that can go. Right. When they say he's going to play. What does that mean? Is he, exactly. is he start? He's going to be doing Wildcats. What's the plan? Stuff? Right. What's I, the expectation there? I think he's. I think they're going to bring him in to um, try to change the pace up to like get Ohio State. Um, you know, Ohio State hasn't been always been that good with uh, mobile quarterbacks. So if they can yeah. run some read options or some, you know, some quarterback draws or runs, that's probably what he's going to be doing. I think. And I'm gonna say something real quick about that. That used to they used to worry me about Ohio State always, you know, struggling with that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the last how many champions, the, the the quarterbacks they struggle with are running quarterbacks. So if you look at Alabama, yeah. Georgia, LSU, they well, always last year, last year uh, Mac Jones was not a running quarterback. We just got killed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's different. Hey, hey, he's the first round in the NFL. Um, but you look at Donovan McCulley, you know. I don't know if he's a hidden gem or what, but he's a four-star. Right, four-star Indiana. That's crazy. But his offer list was Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Purdue, Wake Forest, Western Michigan. Like a lot of mid, mid-tier teams. I don't know if that's even considered mid-tier. <laughs> but that being said, he does have Ole Miss. He has Missouri, Michigan State. Yeah, there you go. And, and, I mean, I don't know. Listen, man, those types of quarterbacks, it looks to be deceiving. You never know. Never know, man. They could get high. They could just run the ball. We'll see, man. But um, defensively, man, what are you expecting from our from our defense, man? Do we see more improvement? Do we see another leg up? What do you think we see? I think the defense should have a good game this game, as long as they keep doing what they've been doing, like keep running the scheme that Barnes has been giving them, and they keep buying into that. If they can keep just at it, I think they should have play well this game. Okay, so my next question to you. Last year, Tyler Fry- Fogel went off. Off. So, Thanks, Sean Wade. <laughs> what happens this game? He's been struggling a little bit this year. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. their last game, he just had a few passes, which is a little alarming. But what are you thinking, man? Like, does he go off? Does he – what does he do? Does, does he get 100 yards this game? Um, He might. But I think they'll do a lot of what the um, zone cover two, or they have somebody behind him yeah. in front of him at all times. I like that. I like. That. Um, so, who's your defense player of the game? Defensive player of the game is going to be. Oh man, this is tough. It is man. Because I've got two myself. I've got a oh, tie. Yeah. I can see Ronnie Hickman getting an interception this game, being somewhere. You know, okay. on time. But I think the rush, it's going to be the rushman. One of the rushmen is going to get about two sacks this game. And I'm going with Zach Harrison. He's going, he's going to be big in prime time. That's crazy. So, ironically, uh, my predictions were sack Harrison. Yeah, ah. I'm giving him sack Harrison <laughs> this game. I think for whatever reason, he just plays well. And I don't know if it's the return of Tyreek Smith. I don't know. Right. But I, I've got Zach Harrison as one, but my other tie is Denzel Burke. Mm. I think Denzel Burke steps up now. I think Tyler Freifogel goes something like six for 80 yards and maybe has a touchdown. I think he has a solid game, but for whatever reason, those are my two. I can't really differentiate between the others, but mm-hmm. uh, the only reason why I won't say Ronnie Hickman is I know he didn't grade out as a champion last week. I think he's starting to fall in love with being super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And maybe teams are starting to play that against them. Like the more time still Chambers gets, the better he'll get against that as oh, well. Man, yeah. 
but that's what I think uh, is going to happen defensively. Um, who, who will be your surprise player of the game? Like surprise who, player of the who, game. Man. Not necessarily player of the game, but just surprise, like, right. like, like didn't expect that. Man. I think they they have been finally cutting down on those rotations, right? So we're, yeah. we're seeing more and more of the same players, which is awesome to me. Um, so we shouldn't get any more surprises. We should we should know who we who we got in locked and loaded. But player that goes to make an impact that um is not a starter is gonna be Mayan Williams. I think he's gonna okay. be on offense. Okay. He's gonna, it's gonna be able to push the I was line. I not going that line. route, but okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think he's back healthy now. So okay, okay. So since you gave an offensive guy, I'll give a defensive guy. Um, I think uh, it's going to be oh man again another tie either Gaelty mm-hmm. or yeah. I'm gonna assume this guy's not starting. Or Marcus Williamson. I think for whatever reason he played Marcus, good well versus Maryland. Practicing well, accepting his role, and you know things like that. I'm I'm all for it. So uh, let me ask you this: Finally, do we get a turn return in the kickoff return or punt return touchdown against Indiana? Because the last time we recorded, I think you alluded to the fact that you thought that Egbukum might be bringing one back against Indiana. He was getting close. He was getting real close. So that being said, does that happen this game? Oh, man, you know what? I don't think Indiana scores enough for Ekbuka to get enough chances at a oh, kick return. Okay. So I'm thinking we might be able to extend that defensive touchdown streak wow. to another game. Wow. We can get a Hickman pick six, maybe a Denzel Burke pick six. I think we okay. may have to extend that one. But I don't, I don't see the return, you know, game, return touchdown here yet. Okay, so – if you don't see the return touchdown game in the kickoff or the punt returns, are you saying? Yeah, yeah, neither one. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Okay. That's fair. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to predictions, man. So what's your score prediction? Well, I think the over-under is like, what, 16 and a half? And the spread is, is all, it? Yeah, well, according okay. to ESPN, the ESPN okay. app had it at 16 and a half and the spread at, at 21. Okay. Uh, I'm going Ohio State 42 to 17. Okay. Okay. So I struggled a little bit trying to figure out what I thought would happen. Um, so I got Ohio State at about 34. Mm-hmm. And then I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Indiana 16. So I got a 34-16. I think they get a touchdown and three field goals. Like a field goal. So you're saying like Ohio State does not cover. Does not cover. Mm-hmm. I think we're right there, but we just don't finish the – and 34-16 is going to be my my score prediction there. So uh, I thought the bye week came at a, a weird time for us. Kind of. Do you is. think it helped us or do you think it hurt us? Oh, man. I think for the veterans, this, this should help. For the veteran players who need some rest, you know, they know how to get back going into the groove of the game. So for them, it, it, it comes out as a help. But for the young players who are hot and going – this could break the rhythm. So it could hurt them, but they have to learn to get that rhythm back, you know, after sitting last week. So hopefully Ryan Day and the training staff kept them up beat and going so they keep that good rhythm they had going. 
a couple of tidbits I took from Ryan Day and Tom Allen when they're doing their press conferences this week. You know, one of the things that Tom Allen was asked, like, hey, you know, how do you feel like Ohio State's going to do? Because they're a young team mm-hmm. coming here, you know, in a night game, different type of atmosphere, things like that. He's like, well, yeah, you know, that's the one thing you kind of hope for when you're playing against a team like this is that, you know, with them being a young team that, you know, maybe they slug or they're sluggish a little bit or right. get off to a slow start, whatever it may be. And then, you know, one of the things that Ryan Day was asked is like, you know, you guys seem to have found, you know, what's working, what's not working. He was yes. just alluding to it like, hey, recently we finally got in a routine. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out that routine. We're trying to stick with that routine and continue to move forward. Right. Um, so if that continues, I'm cool with it. But it sounds like they had a routine and it's going to hurt them right now. You see what I'm saying? Because they've been broken. Yeah, man. They had something that was going and now everybody was starting to gel and things right. like that. The offensive line was playing together. Yeah. They mentioned that. Like Matt Jones so, playing well. <laughs> so all that stuff, it's like, man, do we really want to stop that now? Yeah, we had some guys that were banged up. We had things like that that were happening. But at the same time, man, we were starting to get together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I, I think rest always helps. Yes. I think mentally, it always helps to kind of know pull back a little bit breathe yeah yeah but rhythm is really important momentum is is really important now i can only you know speak from a basketball perspective like momentum is everything like when you're clicking finally you click your shots is falling finally yeah man (laughs) so like with football i don't know it's different it's different man so we'll see man i i I don't think it hurt us i'll I'll be honest i don't think it hurt us but i don't know if it helps us either i I think we're right there in the middle Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens man uh, we had two booms this week. Finally, oh, it's been so long. It's it's so quiet. I'm like, yo, I understand. I was getting scared a little bit. Season's <laughs> going on, but you know, early signing period is in almost two months. Two months now. Two months. It's, it's like December. Yeah. So like, I'm I was a little worried, man. We'll start with the first one. Uh, Kenyatta Jackson, four star, out of yes. Hollywood, Florida, 6'5", 235 pound edge rusher. Love it. How do you feel about that, man? Watching his highlights and some of his tapes, he's long like um JJ or JBB JJB JBB. I mean uh the, our talk, our J- dude. J- uh, oh oh, you're talking about Javante. Javante, yeah, Javante. I forgot his uh, Javante Baptiste. Yes, JJB. There we go. Yeah, he's long like him, but I think he has the talent and the skills of Tariq uh, Smith. If he can get to Ohio State get some weight on him and get stronger and get more um, refined under LJ. Oh man, he could be a beast. Cause right now he's doing a lot of stand up edge rushing right now in high school. So come to a house, he'll be have his hand in, hand in the dirt, but man, if he can get that weight on him and learn some skills from the, the goat, Larry Johnson, I think he can be a beast. Here's what I like, man. I'm liking that he's already an edge rusher. Yes. So, you know, he has some things that we're going to have to obviously work on, things like that. But he knows his, his position. It's not a converted guy. Yeah. It's not a guy that's like, oh, well, he might be big enough to move inside to the three-take or whatever it may be. Right. No, he's an edge rusher. He's here to get after the quarterback. Like, you know, he's from Florida. I don't know. You know, listen, it's usually solid, you know, competition down there. Oh, yeah. I remember when Zach Harrison came out, he was a five-star, but I thought that was mostly his athleticism and things like that. Completely. I, I knew who he was playing with, 
and it's different. It's just different from what the, is going on in Florida. Um, I'm very excited about this. We needed him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I personally wanted Eni White, but he's trending towards Texas A&M, so you got to get another guy, and I'm okay with this one. Um, I also love that he's 6'5 and 235 already. Already. he's probably going to put on another 20, 25 pounds. Yeah, I'd imagine. Oh, oh man. My yes. goodness, man. I think I think that's going to be really good, especially yes. with LJ, man. Um, so in tying that with the defensive end recruiting. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was I, I was on the message boards and on Twitter, and um, people there's a I guess there's a Twitter page called Buckeye Insider or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But um, he's saying that uh, um, Omari Abor didn't uh, I guess take well to Kenyatta Jackson committing to Ohio State right now. Really? He's I guess because um, that's exactly where I was about to lead to. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um why? I guess well he this guy explained it as he thinks that Abor is um thinking Ohio State already has two D D's in the uh in the uh Ooh. class. Gay they're insinuating that gay powers is gonna uh come to Ohio State and be converted into a defensive end. But who says that? Who does who does that talking? Who? I don't know. That's gotta be that's gotta be false. A lot of speculation, yeah. Because granted, Gay Powers is going to be a defensive end. He's not going to be able to be athletic enough to, to handle yeah. linebacker. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Not I mean, yeah, well, if, tough, if tough Borland can make it, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anywho. <laughs> So, uh, Aver thinks that really. That's what well, well, I guess. When Listen, man, the board's Kenyatta, be knowing, the board's be on it, right? Because I guess when Kenyatta Jackson had his little post, or not, I'm sorry, not little post, but when he, when he had his post of committing, um, uh, Aver put a little eye rolling emoji under it, and then I, CJ Hicks liked it. Wow! <laughs> so you know these kids be playing on, you know, on social media. Oh, like, bro, I don't know, but oh, I, but I want Abor though. I want Abor in the class. I, I want do. both of them though. We yes. need two defensive ends, yes. pure defensive ends. We just talked about this converting guys down and over. Exactly. I don't want to do that. Like no. I really don't want to do that. I had no idea that that happened. Um, yeah. and, oh man, now I got to look up what Gabe Powers' uh, recent rankings are because that, that it went down a little bit because now he's um, well, because the new ratings just came out from two four seven Sports today. And we only have one five star is CJ Hicks right now, but we're up to number four in the uh, total team rankings and number two in the um, pound for pound player uh, rankings. Gabe Powers is listed at six four two thirty. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a DE for that's a defensive that's end. A defensive end, man. I mean, shoot, uh, Desan McCullough is listed as a defensive end now. Did you see that or edge rusher? What the one that, the one that committed to Indiana? He's Lanky is all get out. He's listed as that, but that's what he's listed as now. Yeah. So wow. I don't know, man. How was he weighing? 210? 200? <laughs> Listen, I know he was 200 like last year. Right. So I don't know, man. It's really interesting. Wow. How... That is interesting. Yeah, man. He's Oh, wow. He's put on weight. He's 220 now. Okay, he's getting there. He needs about 15 more pounds. He's 220 right now. Some some people are listening at safety. Some people are listening at as an edge rusher. He's 6'5", 220. He's not playing wow. safety. He's, yeah, not, no, he's not playing safety at all. No. So, yeah, man. Interesting news about that. Yeah. Um, and then our second boom of the week is three-star. 
Avery Henry out of St. Clairsville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Six six, three hundred and five pounds. Big boy. What's your thoughts? It's a big boy. What's the best thing there? I heard about him was that he lost a hundred pounds in his past year. I guess okay. I guess that okay. Ohio he he came to Ohio State. Um, I think so. Must have been last summer he did, and they told him he, need, he needs, needs to lose weight. So he ended up losing a hundred pounds, and wow. you know he he came back to camp. Um, you know he visited. I think they said for the Akron game, and then after that Akron game. He decommitted from Iowa State. And you know the last three star from Iowa State we got your boy Mayan Williams. That's accurate. I'm just saying that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, this could this could be this could be a trend. But um, so he lost 100 pounds, visited for the Akron game, decommitted from Iowa State, and then got an offer like Monday, and then committed today. So this is Stud has um, I think. Stud has shown to be a okay recruiter, but he's done a, a pretty decent job in developing a lineman, I would say. So I think he could maybe so, so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So a couple of things here. I'm gonna I, what I was reading is that he's pretty raw, but he has a crazy work ethic. Yeah. And based off what you said, losing that hundred pounds, I agree with that completely. Right. Um, but the real part I want to talk. Well, first of all, and clearly he's a take. If Ohio State offered him. And they're willing to accept his commitment. Right. It was clearly a take for him. Stud, you said he's a developer, you think? Really? I, I think he's an okay recruiter because, you know, he kind of gets like. Well, here's my thing. Who has he developed that was not a four or five star? Thayer? You want to give that? I, I guess he developed Thayer. I mean, Thayer, but... Thayer, yeah. Well, I would give him Thayer because I didn't think Thayer was going to be this when he came out of high yeah. school. I did not yeah. think of that at all. So I'm okay with I'll... that. You give, him, you give him Thayer, but yes. who else? And I kind of give him, I kind of give him MPF just a little bit because MPF's a five star. I know, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know he's a five star. But when he got here, he was so skinny, and then when the first year, but he ain't got nothing to do with that. That's all me. I okay, okay. Well, look, the first two years he was playing, or not because I guess the first year he was playing, he did not look. I'm like, oh, this kid is gonna be a bust, man. This is not good. But like he, like the past two years, he's like a legit first round draft pick to me. Like he's been a beast. So you're giving him a, you're giving him a five, wow. I know he's a five star. I know he's a five star. But to me, <laughs> at first watching NPF when he first got to Ohio State, I'm like, this kid is going to be. He was a like two seventy eight. He was sixty yeah, like, eight. He did not look good though. I'm like, um, I don't know. I really don't wow. know. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, because I was comparing him to Carmen, and Carmen was on the field immediately at at Clemson. Was so was. that was the that's, that's what it was for me. I was comparing him to Carmen, and Carmen was. Playing yeah. in the championship games and NPF yeah. wasn't getting on the field. I'm like, oh yeah. man. So I kind of give him NPF a little bit. So you've got him as a developer. That's interesting. All right. More, I will, uh, I will hold on. I give so if there's if if it's a balance between two, you know, recruiter and developer, I'm gonna give him developer because he. I wish he would get more <laughs> five stars. That's but here's my thing though: is he is he judged because of the five star talent, or is he judged by four star talent he brings on too? I mean, well, I think he's judged. I think he because, should be judged on um, getting high four star and five star talent from out of state. That's what he should be judged on, because it's it's kind of you're Ohio State, so you you expect to get you know your 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 guys from in state. So he should be judged on getting high four star and five star talent from out of state. Okay, so what do you give the development for? I mean, so you're giving them development for Luke Weipler as well? Mm, not really. 
Okay, Luke Weiler was a four star as well. Yeah, he was a beast. He, he was, at first, he was a five star, but not going to a four. But yeah, so he was already good coming in. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Interesting. But it I guess it would be a negative. A negative would be Harry Miller. I knew he's going to bring it up. I knew it. You could never let him go. <laughs> Between him and Tuck Boards, they would never, ever escape the wrath of CT. Man, it's a shame. It's, it's just so uh, many mistakes. I just can't. It just, uh, <laughs> goodness. Uh, but anyways, that being said, another kid who Ohio State wanted to lose some weight, and that boy worked his tail off. Mm-hmm. He's now standing at 6'7". 300 pounds. That's Keontae Goodwin, the five-star mm. that's committed to Kentucky. Uh, you had a piece of information today. Why don't you let us know what's going on here? Oh, yeah. According to Bucknuts and uh, Steve Wolfong, um, Keontae Goodwin wants to uh, wants to um, visit Ohio State in a couple mm. weeks. In a big. couple weeks is the Penn State game. And if he comes yes, to that is. game with the rest of the huge recruiting um Visit date that's going to be that. I think that could be a huge, 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 huge. date for him in Ohio State. And I've always looked at him as a, a kid um, that was going to decommit and go to a real yeah. power sooner yeah. or later. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, first of all, I didn't even know that he had moved up to a five star. So it's ridiculous to just watching his ratings grow and grow and grow. I rocket it. Yeah. Whoever that kid is working with, he has completely transformed his body. He yeah. looks the part. He looks like he's mean. Like, I would love to keep him. Um, Kentucky is not a place for him. They're not a big enough profile for him. I'm sorry either. Nope. Plain and simple. It's just not not big enough. Um, so what percentage chance do you think we have of getting him? I think he's going to decommit. Okay. And then at that point, once he visits Ohio State, and maybe visits another school like Alabama, he's going to, he's going to decommit. And then it's going to be probably Ohio State and whoever other school he visits at that point. And at that point, I give it 50-50. 50-50. Got a good Listen, shot. We, we cross a lot of our boxes for him. He's from Indiana. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do not – I really think there's only going to be really two other options that make sense for him outside of Ohio State, and that's mm-hmm. Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. I think for whatever he, he fits the mold of a Georgia. But long I don't really big see him fit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but Clemson doesn't really seem like he would vibe there. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I want him. I really oh, yeah. want him. Um, and I think he has a direct impact on what Emil Wagner would do. Ah. Uh, like, so I don't think there's a scenario. Good domino right him there. picking up Avery. Um with them picking up Avery Henry, I think it's a direct impact on Emil Wagner, regardless on if Emil oh. is leaning one way or the other, because Kentucky, if he leaves Kentucky, opens up another spot for him. So you're saying, so you're um, putting Emil in as a more of a developmental um, project type. Okay, Absolutely. Okay. So Emil Wagner is, is all 6'6". Six, six. I mean, mm-hmm. some days he's 6'7". I'm not going to lie to you. Dang. But um, he's a kid that he needs to – I'm not trying to – he needs to make sure he works with the training staff, you know, consistently. He, he, uh, and then on top of that, gain some weight. <laughs> he needs to gain weight. He's 265. Now, you look at him, and these kids nowadays, him, C.J. Hicks, like the kids like that who, who come into our gym and just want to, mm-hmm. you know, get some basketball in and, and you know – they look the complete part. Like, right. 
you're like, yo, fat where? Like, it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. But he don't look like he don't look like what you see on TV. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Even as an incoming freshman. So he's going to he needs to do that. He needs to. And he also needs to get out of the date. He needs to get away from mom, mm-hmm. get away from dad and, you know, be your own person. Be your own man a little bit. So, you know, I think Kentucky would be a great fit for him. I really do. But again, would he really want to go there knowing he's always going to be behind Keontae Goodwin there? Granted, they yeah. don't play the same position, but at the same time, it's SEC football. And that's another thing. <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, man, you got to be mean. Good maybe tough. Emil has a, maybe he has a switch. He is a very nice guy. I'm talking like very nice. So we'll see, man. I'm very curious to see how that plays out, man. But uh, let's move on, man. Iowa gets Purdue, the Boilermakers, and Jeff Brown get it done with three quarterback system. That was another game that I, for whatever reason, watched a lot of. And I remember texting during the game asking, who's more of a fraud? Kentucky ranked 11 right. or Iowa number two? And you immediately said Iowa number two. You, sir, were correct. I was a complete fraud. They have zero offense. I mean, zero. Like, I think I, I texted you the their stats at one point in the game, and it was this putrid. It was like yeah. some of the worst offensive stats yeah. I've ever seen. Like, oh, yeah. how are you number two in the rankings with that kind of offense? Like, I didn't realize it's... their offensive line wasn't that good. Like, mm-hmm. they were getting blown up by the same defensive end. The Piper Dew? Wow. Yeah. And he, well, first of all, he's pretty good. He mm-hmm. is pretty good. I think he's a def- – I think he's – First or second round projected, but wow, yeah, no, he's pretty good. But still, that being said, it looked terrible. Now I see why they can't run the ball. I think they averaged two point some yards. That is terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and we already knew they couldn't really throw the ball at all. Yeah, he had four interceptions on passes greater than like fifteen yards, something like that. Oh, that's wow. They're already a team where they can't play behind at all. No, and so they're gonna try to say we didn't have Riley Moss. We, it didn't matter who you had. Nope. David Bell was going off. Listen, that man was just too far. Running was crazy. Listen, I know he's legit because Ohio State recruited him. So he's legit. Mm-hmm. But that man had himself a day. Jeff Brom has always been a great offensive mind. Where was he at before Purdue? Was it Louisville? Oh, it was Louisville. Louisville. Was it Louisville? I thought so. It was Louisville or Western Kentucky, one of those two schools. I mean, no, maybe he played at Louisville. That's what it was. Maybe he was at Western Kentucky. Yeah. I don't know, but I remember in 2018 when he sliced us up. Granted, everybody slices up that year, but he sliced us up. And for whatever reason, again, their defense stepped it up again that night. Purdue does this. I don't understand. I do not understand. Here's the good thing. They usually only do it once a year. So they got it out their system. Yeah. They're ranked but, uh, 25th right now. They're four and two week. Oh, never mind. We, we, we won't see them in the championship game. No. Yeah. I mean, they would have to win out. Yeah, they'll they, they, they have to beat us. You know, next oh, yeah, month. they have to beat us too. Yeah. yeah. So never mind. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, the good thing is they're not going to stick up on nobody's radar. And, yep. But, but I think yeah. they, might, they might win this week against well, they got, Wisconsin. They, they got could. Wisconsin. They that really very could. Well, that's good. It's going to be a good. Good game to uh, Listen, watch. Man, what they were they've schemed them up, man. They're a team that's very similar to kind of us, but just on a here, here. Listen, listen, on on a on a much smaller scale. I mean, they're a team that will be affected. 
they would be affected if they have weather because they like mm-hmm. to pass the ball. They do. Right? And if they have to run the ball, it's going to be very bad. Now, we'll still be okay. But, again, we talk about our athletes and our advantages getting mm-hmm. out and stuff like that. So it's the same thing for them, man. They like to throw the ball around and stuff like that. And so, you said you, you said David Bell. But why does that kid hate Iowa? I mean, his past three games versus Iowa has all been, like, just crazy yards. He has over in the past three games versus Iowa, he has, like, almost 700-something yards against them or something crazy. like that. It's insane. He's li- lighting Iowa up every time he plays them. That's and they, crazy. And they always have – you know, first round type talent at DB, and he's always lighting them up. That's he's going to be a beast in the NFL. So, so here's the question: Does Iowa make it to the championship game for their side in the Big Ten? Mm. Oh man, they have a very so they favorable have to, schedule. They have to play the rest of the West. I think they, they have to a play very favorable schedule though: Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Oh wow. Wow. We very well could play Minnesota again. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So here's who Iowa has left, right? Iowa has Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They have Northwestern. Then they got Minnesota on November the 13th. Illinois and Nebraska. Iowa could lose to Nebraska because it could be uh, Scott Frost last game, you know. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> it's a rivalry game. Yes. They could lose to Minnesota. They can yes. lose to Wisconsin. I mean, listen, it's very, it's very likely we can end up playing Minnesota. But right. if you look at Minnesota's schedule, they got Maryland. They should be mm-hmm. able to beat them. Northwestern, not a gimme for them. Illinois, but that's still three games they can win and probably should win. Then you look and they've got their big one against Iowa. They've also got Indiana, Wisconsin. So they've got a tougher Ooh, road yeah. getting there. A little bit, yeah, but but they don't have the toughest mm. road that that uh, Purdue has. So, ah, yeah. you're only looking at those two teams. So, do we play Minnesota or do we play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game? I think Minnesota beats Purdue, so it will knock them out of the, you know, that tie for the first place. Okay. And then, then we're talking, then we're left with the Iowa and Minnesota game. Okay. Wow, that's, that's tough. Man, okay. if, if, if Minnesota had Mo Ibrahim or Ibrahim, um, yeah, I, I would pick them. But without him, I think Iowa might pull that one out. Okay. And we face Iowa in the championship game. Okay. That's fair. Let me ask you this last thing. Do you think Riley Moss not being there was that big of an impact? Um, I know I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to watch these games and all that, but I don't know who Riley Moss is. <laughs> so I don't think it would matter. <laughs> he, he's like their cornerback who I think was leading them in interceptions. Stuff it like doesn't that. matter. They were stuck <laughs> on offense. <laughs> They're pretty bad, man. They're pretty bad. And we, we ran red about their defense, but their defense is not what Georgia's defense is. Oh, no. So, so that being said, I don't yeah. – Well, because David, yeah, David Bell exposed them. Yeah, no, he definitely did. Um, before we, we get to the next part, man, so let me ask you this. You brought this up. We're talking nationally here. Spencer Rattler, oh, what do you yeah. make of – you know, granted, you know, we all look too much at the social media, but – it's always foretelling. It's always foretelling. I mean, it, it, it really came Pope. He said, hey, F Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, Spencer Rattler decides to take out the stuff in his bio on social media. But Oklahoma, what are you making yeah. that? So, yeah, I guess what, yesterday he, had, he was uh, Oklahoma's quarterback in his bio, and today it just says quarterback. So, um, I mean, with this kid, 
if you just watch watch him during his QB one, you kind of just you'll see what this kind of kind of kid this kid is. But I agree with you. He would not be smart to transfer right now because you never know what can happen to Caleb Williams. So if, if he's going to transfer, I'll wait to the end of the year to do that. Has to, has yeah. to. Um, and I mean, technically, if you want to be real, how many games have they played? I said six right now. Ah, okay, when they're miles, I was gonna say maybe he can redshirt. But... Yeah, four games. Yeah, he played more than four games, I think. Maybe not. But um, another kid who doesn't have much in his bio we talked about before is Jack Miller. Uh, ironically, both kids are from Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so where would they even have any likely landing spots? I mean, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. That seems to be like where it would make sense for them. Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. He would. He would have. A, I think he would have a lot of uh, places to go. A lot of like a Notre Dame, maybe. Um, Jack. Cohen. Yeah, Brian Kelly would take a chance on him. Yeah, because so, he's got a transfer in right now. I mean, mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler is better than Jack Cohen. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm gonna be interested. He'll have his pick up pick up teams in college football. What about Jack Miller? You got to pick his teams there. Jack Miller <laughs> would need to. Um, Pick a good school to go to. <laughs> What's the so best thing you so heard this week? Man? What's okay, the best yeah, thing yeah. you heard this week? Um, best thing I loved, I've seen this week. I I like the um, Ohio State is doing redoing their field. Oh yeah, and they're yeah. having a contest for uh different field designs. Yeah, from, from the uh, fans, and because as a kid, I've only seen two. I think just two different Ohio State field designs. It was like one. Where the end zone was uh, grass and it had like gray and white uh, Ohio State letters across it, and then the other one we we have now with the red uh, background and the white Ohio State letters. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see finally something get something fresh and different. Now I'm ready for something uh, new on the field for Ohio State. You know, I always try to look at the little things and try to see what I can get out of that. And you know, one of the things that Ryan Day said in his press conference was. He was encouraged and happy about the conversations that are going on, like within the facility and mm-hmm. the locker room and stuff like that between the players and stuff like that. So here's up. why that is like, I like that because it shows they're buying in. Yes. They're back to the whole brotherhood feeling and stuff like that, because it was not feeling like that versus Oregon or versus Tulsa. And now it seems like guys are locking in. They even brought Al Washington out. I, yeah, he was and like, let him do an interview because he was ghost, but they let him out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Things are like slowly starting to come back. It feels like I think Ryan Day needed that loss. I told you that. So let's see what you're about now. Hitting hit the mouth. Yep. What's the, what's the culture about? So I like to see that guys are doing that because they're not talking about NIL deals. Right. Now they're focusing on this. Now they're, they're talking about their money outside of the facility. It is what it is there. But at least when it's in between those lines, business is business. Yeah. So I, I did see Stroud, Stroud and um, Wilson and Alave just got a new in, a deal from um, Outback Steakhouse. So man, Outback got Outback gave one to Blake Quorum too. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I, it was two other uh, Big Ten receivers. I think back at Fairhill was. Listen, yeah. get to the bread. I ain't mad right. at it at all. Get your money. Just don't let it affect your Saturdays. You straight man. For real. But yeah, man, that was the best thing I heard this week. Uh, so one of my favorite topics I want to talk about today that I think we both excited about Man. is Coach Ed O. <laughs> what is up with that rambling oh. Cajun, bro? What's Can you on? imagine how big of a this 
debacle this would be if it was at Ohio State. Oh my god! If Ohio State's former head coach, or you know, about to be former head coach, was having his girlfriend at the girlfriends at the uh, facility with their kids running drills, if Ohio State's coach was at the gas station trying to holler at whatever the official top ranking officials at the school's wife, pregnant wife. If that happened at Ohio State, how much news that would get? Oh, if Ohio God. State's coach was at the bar that he owned getting twerked on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But like, what's going on with Ed O, man? What's he, going on with him? I was I was listening to uh, Bamani Jones, and he said something really good. He said, um, Coach Ogeron, I guess he had got a divorce a few weeks after they won the championship. Of course so he did. That explains everything to me. He's like, so after that, he was like, oh, I'm back on top now. You know, I'm the I'm champ with all this. And, I guess, and I'm getting paid. Oh, I'm feeling he all the himself. way. And he's free yeah. and single now? Oh, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was let loose. crazy. They were talking about they're doing like a, um, everything that happened from that led to this demise. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, he came across Joe Burrow and he had a great offensive coordinator. Boom, one championship. Joe Burrow's gone. A whole bunch of guys graduated. Joe Brady's gone. And Joe Brady's gone. So now the culture is gone. So now he really got to step up and be a head coach, right? Yeah. And there's like, well, stuff was fractured. Usually when you win, that cares all. Well, didn't really win. And then Back on top up. of that, they have all the Title Nine. Then you have the Title Nine stuff. Man, the, you have the running back that's doing whatever he's doing to women. Mm. Like, and then you know they're the COVID season. They come in this year. They go on the road to UCLA, and he tells somebody in the blue T-shirt, "Come bring their ass, their his butt down." Right. So they, like, come on, man. And then I also read like I guess some of the players felt he lost the team last year, last summer, August twenty twenty, with all the social. Justice stuff, and he wasn't he he wasn't with it, so he didn't even the, know what was going on. Yeah, so he lost so the whole team. Like, oh, yeah, so he was gradually doing that, like over it, like so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I'm surprised go. it happened. Like he just won the championship two years ago, like three years ago. Yeah, wow. So, and then you say allegedly he was trying to get at a high ranking official. Yes, girl. yes. What? Well, I guess he saw her. In a, he saw her. At, the story goes is um, he saw her Allegedly. at a gas station. No, I think it's I think this is legit because she because wow. she the one told on him. <laughs> so uh, um, he saw her at a gas station, and he I guess you know approached her and asked her. Uh, oh no, he asked her, "Did she want to work out together?" <laughs> she, I guess she had on some gym attire. Ah, uh, at all exactly. Oh, Get at her. <laughs> but she was like, no, I'm married. And then, he, and then she was like, and I'm pregnant. And he says, basically, what do I got to do with me? <laughs> uh-huh. What do I got to do with me? And oh! <laughs> he was on it, bro. Oh, man. So she then goes, tells her husband, who is a LSU high-ranking official, and, you know, I guess that doesn't go over too well, when you're not, especially when you're not winning. Oh, my God. And, oh. Wild. So, that being said, man, who gets L- the LSU right. job? 
Oh man, Jimbo, I forgot Jimbo was the offensive yeah. coordinator there. But Jimbo just got paid, didn't he? He like, just got paid, but Jimbo's never been tied to one place. Yeah, Jimbo has always been about himself and the money. The money, because he, he was the, at he got, he got divorced too at Florida State, and he needs the money. No, he do. But when yeah. he was at Florida State, everybody was like, he's not leaving. And then Texas A and M came with that bag, the crazy bag. I mean, that was so, insane for a coach. So here's my thing. And he kept. I remember I watched his demise at Florida State. He kept going back to the board saying, I need more money mm-hmm. after they kept paying him. So here's the thing, man. Here's the tie I see. He was offensive coordinator there. He can recruit better at LSU than he can recruit at Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, A&M Texas pretty has, good. Well, Texas has a lot of stuff. They have a lot mm-hmm. of athletes there. Um, I don't know where they're ranked at this but year. A&M's getting a lot of five shots right now. I don't understand what's going on. Why you know what? You're there? right. You're right. You're I don't right. get You're it. Right. You're right. But um, that being said, still, LSU is an attractive job. It is very. It's an attractive job. Hmm. The rules is going to be what they're going to be down there. And I, I seen some of the most recent odds had James Franklin at the top of that uh, board. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't see him fit. I don't either. see him at LSU. I, me either. But there was, you know, your guy, there was a recent, um, they asked him, the coach at Clemson, would he do that? When he take the LSU job, he says, I'm not worried. I'm just worried about this Death Valley. Yeah, okay, Dabo. We know what nah. that means, Dabo. Exactly. But see, here's my thing. I don't think he would do that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I don't think he would go to LSU, he has to play against Nick Saban every year if he does that. That would be perfect. Yeah, for us. That. Right. For us? <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to do that. He does and listen, that. his the way he does things, that's not going to work at LSU. Oh, no. no, no. He no, was no, able no. to build his own program at Clemson. Right. But his, you know, everything that he won there, mm-hmm. like like Sunshine, Sunshine yep. at LSU would not have been a mix. It really would not have been Bible a mix. Bible Belt all the way at Clemson, or they want to be. Yeah. Bible yeah, Belt and steroids. They say, it. they say it, yeah. But there's no way that would have flew down. It just, it's not going to work. LSU is a little more wild. Not if you want to win. Right. Nah. So I can't see him there. I, I don't man. Honestly, Jimbo is honestly the perfect fit for that. Kind of is, but I think he has a he's at a good spot right now. With a good spot too. He really is, man. He's recruiting well. They just beat Alabama. I mean, but they can get a quarterback two. there. He's four and two, and, and going into the Alabama game, he was looking bad. <laughs> whispers were like, "What's going on here?" Listen, man. If he goes to LSU, that might be a final resting spot for him. It would have to be. The pressure is going to be there. But listen, man, I don't know. I think Jimbo's the best fit for that job. I would, I would agree because I don't, I don't see James Franklin taking that one. No. But since we're talking about James Franklin, USC. USC just lost one of their – probably their top recruit. Top recruit. Maybe, maybe behind Damani. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably right behind Damani. So, yeah, one of their top recruits just flipped to Georgia today. Yeah. And that's not a good sign for their interim head coach, Dante William or Wilson. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that trend continues. So maybe the house they can get on the money. But other than that, um, James Franklin is probably their top guy. Cause I can't see them going after Luke Fick. You know what? Luke Fickle down at LSU. I don't know. <laughs> 
He's a good defensive guy. Well, here's the thing, man. Does he go and does he get Marcus Freeman, who was the – that was his second choice behind Notre Dame? Does he say, hey, man, come on with me now? Right. Does he do that? I don't know, man. I can't see Luke Fickle down there either. He loves Ohio yeah. in the Midwest too much. He's a Midwest guy, for real, for real. Yeah. But for USC, I think uh, James Franklin – but, again, if you're James Franklin, why do you leave – Penn State, because so not play against Ohio State every year. Exactly, because when you're at Penn State, you can play Ohio State every year. Yeah, you don't want to do yeah. that. I can see that. that. I can see that. Pac-12 is way less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. He's what one in four maybe against Ohio State. And he's he's got fluke win in sixteen. Um, seventeen. They upset us. No, 18. 17, 17, We won that one. Came back I, on one. That was eighteen. But Dwayne Haskins. We can't make him one twice in a row. Remember that? You, 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 you I know you don't forget JT Barrett's best game oh, of all life. So they won in 16 then. Yeah. So they won in 16, then JT, then Dwayne Haskins, and then, then Justin Fields, mm-hmm. then last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So you got James Franklin taking the USC job. I I I, I do. I do. I do. I think we're yeah. filling this out for them. They could just hire us as the, the for real. Firm. I mean, it's kind of simple. We got Jimbo to LSU. We got James Franklin the USC. Now, here's a sleeper one for you that I was heard about today. Miami could be opening up. Mini Diaz gone? He hasn't been doing anything. They suck this year, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the name that was brought up there. Well, I didn't know it was a Miami, Florida guy. South Florida guy. Who was that? Mario Cristobal. Mm, Apparently, he has made his way down there. Like, I mean, that's where he was like, Really got hmm. to what he was doing. What you think about that? So, of course, you know, the weather is much better. The recruiting base down there in Florida is light years better than recruiting base in Oregon in yep. the West Coast. Yep. Um, ooh, if I was him, I would do it, yeah. I would definitely do it. I mean, I you've got – yeah, it's great you've got Nike backing you and all that. But you, man, South Florida. Got them Florida boys. You have a chance to build something special. What league are they in? ACC? Yeah. I mean, Clemson. Clemson's down right now a little bit. Listen, it'd be a great move. Mm -hmm. It'd be a great move. Like, who wants to build something at Oregon? I mean, you could do it, but it's going to take a lot of work. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of work. They get a specific type of player, too. They do, because it's hard to recruit into the corner of the United States. It is, man. It really is. But Miami... It is not hard. You know the area right. already. Like, listen, you could really – listen, he should really go down there. He should really go down there. Yeah, that's a good fit for him. Like so, that. the last job that – now, think about it, it's not a surprise. Florida. What has Dan Mullen done there? Yeah, they they did solid in the league last year during the COVID year. It's, but aside, aside from that, what has he done? Is Dan Mullen the one that has the wife that kisses the players in the mouth? Yes. Oh, yeah, he got to go. <laughs> <laughs> he got to go. During COVID time, you got no, ah, to fire so, so, again, man, that being said, what do you think? Mm. You think that opens I up? Give, I, think, I think it depends on how that Georgia game goes. If he gets blown out in that game, he's probably gone. Everybody keeps talking about that. Yeah. Everybody can talk about that. It's the winner going home for him. It the is. problem is if he if they lose, 
they got to fire him that game because the next four games is like Sanford, South Carolina, right? Four teams they 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 want to beat. So they got to do it. So if that's the case, who takes the Florida job? Now, I know it. I know it. I know it. But it will never happen. Urban ain't trying to deal with Kirby and Nick Saban. Hey, no. His head would explode. His head would explode. Um, I don't know. You might get an NFL guy to come back and take that job. I don't know if there's anybody in America that you want to do. Because the last guy before Dan Mullen was the Jim McElwain or something like that. Yeah. And that was a terrible hire. You need a proven guy down in Florida. And I just don't know who that is in the NCAA right now. It is Urban Meyer. It's Urban Meyer. Wow. It's Urban Meyer. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, I don't know. That's the one job we can't really (laughs) pinpoint. Wow. It's going to be Urban Meyer, bro. (laughs) No, it's not. That's wild. No, it's not. Although Shelly will probably love it. Everybody else will love it. But, yeah. Uh, all right, man. So now, Michigan Minute. Um, only thing I'm going to say is they're playing against Northwestern this weekend. Uh, I don't know if this is a prediction or everybody pretty much already knows it. The game, they're going to be undefeated. Yeah. Uh, they're going to beat Penn State. Michigan State, too? I think they're definitely going to be Michigan State. Wait, you, wait they're going to beat Penn State? I, I, was, I, think, what? I think they're going to be Penn State for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. I think they're going to beat Penn State. I think they're going to be undefeated. Hmm. Would that make you nervous if they're undefeated? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> they still, their quarterback, their pass game still hasn't, to me, hasn't impressed me yet. I feel you. So that's going to help us. I feel you, but it'll be interesting. I don't know, man. But uh, I know they're about to kill Northwestern, though, because Northwestern is giving up over 200 and five yards rushing the game. They're pretty bad. Oh man, Michigan can run all over Northwestern this week. They're pretty bad. So for so first of all, it sounds like you you think Michigan State's going to beat Michigan. I'm thinking it's going to be close. Oh well, yeah, it's going to be close, real close. I mean, like it's going to be close to like like that one year when I think what Michigan State blocked the punt and took it back. Oh my goodness, it's going to be that kind of close game. Yeah. Okay. Which ironically, if Michigan could have done that for us. We could have went ahead and made it to. No, yeah, but, I was, I was, yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh man, tough yeah. year, tough, tough, yeah. tough. Yeah. So you've got them beating or losing to Penn State. It sounds like, but beating Michigan. Um, State, just so we're clear. Oh man, I mean, you kind of persuaded me over there with they. They could beat Penn State, but it kind of depends on what Sean, if Sean Clifford is healthy or not, and yeah. it, it it depends on how bad Ohio State beats Penn State. Do they beat them so bad to where they're demoralized for, for the rest of the year? You know, it kind of, it kind of. To me, it's going to affect them. It could. Right. If it's we'll a see. good game, though, then you know they have you know they could still get up for Michigan. If not, I, I see that. Like- I see that. Okay. So last thing, man, we do it every week. It's your playoffs. Oh, hold on. We got a couple of games though that I want oh, you- your opinion okay. on. Okay. Okay. Who you got? We, got? we got four games here on the, for the national uh, schedule. We got Oregon is at UCLA and UCLA. Is favored by two points. Who you got in that one? Oregon. Mm, I'm going UCLA. I hope it's UCLA. We need UCLA. Yeah, we need this Oregon loss. Um, (laughs) The next one is Clemson versus Pitt. And Pitt is favored by three right now. It is favored by three. And I'm going to get a little sneak preview. This game, to me, is might affect the playoffs. 
it might oh. affect the playoffs. We'll, we'll get to it during the playoff segment. Okay. Um, I got Clemson. So, yeah, Clemson. I got Pitt winning that one. Okay. Then uh, LSU versus Ole Miss. This is a good, good, good game. Ole Miss is actually a really good game. Yes. Ole Miss is uh, favored by nine, I think, right now. But I'm going LSU on that one. I'm going LSU too. But Ole Miss is going to score a ton of points. They are. They are. They're going to score. Florida put up a lot of points. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm going LSU, but I'm just going with Ed, Ed O. I don't, I'm just feeling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking with Ed O. She, then this I mean, last listen, one I'm I just got trying you. to see if she's trying to work out at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> this last game, Oklahoma State versus Iowa State at Iowa State. And Iowa State is favored listen. by seven. Iowa State's favored by yes, seven. That's what I said too when I looked it up. Oh, what? Ay, ay, ay. Yes. I you know, know Zach like, Smith ooh. called this his upset special. Did he? Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me see that. Wow. Give me Oklahoma State just for it. Mm, Come on, go with your playoff pick. I want to. I'm going to Iowa State. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, listen, for JoJo Skates. And the Dayton Dunbar alone. Right. I hope I hope Iowa State does it. Me too. I do. Gotta pull but I got out. Oklahoma State doing it. So that being said, now let's go to the playoffs. Who, who's your four? Now I want to hear how this Clemson Pitt matchup affects the playoffs. Yes. So what's your four? This very well could affect the playoffs. Right now, I'm looking at it as Georgia gets in as a one seed because they'll beat Alabama giving Alabama two losses, knocking them out of the playoff race. Agreed. Ohio State wins out, gets the number two seed. Giving, I, giving Iowa its second loss, knocking them out of the playoff race. So no okay. two Big Ten teams okay. getting in. Them giving Oklahoma, they're going to get in. They're going to lose a game, but it's not going to matter because they're going to win the Big 12. So oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're tough. Go ahead, go ahead. Go Oklahoma's going to lose the game to somebody, but it doesn't matter. You got Oklahoma losing the game and still making the playoffs? Yeah, because they're, they're going to end up winning the Big 12, and they're going to get in. And who else is going to get – Wow. They're going to get in with, with, with one loss because everybody else has two losses. So it's like – Okay. They're going to get in. I see, what, I see what your angle is. Go ahead. And then I, and I have Oregon losing this week. You do have Oregon and losing. And then Oregon winning – maybe winning the Pac-12. It, it depends on how that shakes out. But the Pac-12 champion champ is not going to get in if Oregon loses two tw- twice. And then this last team right here, this last team is going to beat Clemson on Saturday and then went out only having one loss. The Pitt Panthers are going to make the playoffs over UC. <laughs> over UC. What did they he are, just say? Over UC. Because what did they are, he just say? They are a Power 5 champion. Oh, my goodness. A what one did loss, he just say? I tell you, a one-loss Power Five champion over UC. Okay, I didn't realize Pitt was five and one. Yes, I, I really did not realize that. Okay, let's look at Pitt's schedule. They've got Clemson. They've got my other yeah Miami, Duke. Wow, North Carolina, Virginia, Syracuse. They all suck. <laughs> the ACC sucks. Wow, so you've got a one-loss Pitt team. Getting in over Cincinnati. Because they are a power five champion. Wow. Oh, Kevin. Georgia's going to kill them. Oh, obliterate. It's not even going to be a game. Oklahoma. I'm a little worried about the Oklahoma matchup. 
With Caleb I'm, Williams? Just because you can run, that's it. That's the reason why. And then you and can so suck arm punts. I hate arm punts. I hate them. Um, so my playoffs is Georgia, uh, Oklahoma. I don't think either of those two teams lose a rest of another game. Mm. Um, then I've got Ohio State, and I've got Cincinnati. But the pit pick, that's really interesting, man. Oh, uh, man, so like, oh, obviously man. in my playoff picks, I actually do have uh, Oregon losing, but I'm yeah. just picking them for our podcast <laughs> for today. <laughs> so that's what I got, man. But wow, what a jam-packed episode, man. Man. Uh, we'll be back probably Sunday because I don't think we're going to record after the game late Saturday night. We'll see. But um, that being said, man, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Buckeye Boom Podcast. It's your boy Antonio. Hey. Yes, have a good night. Go Bucks. All right, man. Go Bucks.